Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, October 3rd, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. I want to throw in a standard disclaimer. If the name didn't give it away, this podcast contains profanity. Fuck yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And likely other offensive topics. This week, we will be talking about how the U.S. is uh, really trying to attack the LGBT community. Uh, we wanted to talk about Puerto Rico a little bit and, of course, the Las Vegas shooting. But first, I want to get into some international news. Uh, I wanted to mention a uh, a guy from Singapore who has recently been granted, what is it, not amnesty. Asylum. He's been, uh, asylum. That's the word I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been granted asylum, or at least he's been trying to get asylum. He was in Singapore and has been accused with wounding religious feelings, which is apparently a law <sighs> in Singapore, and obscenity in 2015 after he made a video mocking Christianity, along with Singapore's founding father, Lee Kuan Yew. So he was mocking one of the founding fathers of the country. And basically, he went to court, and they gave him time served, and then he didn't stop and kept making videos, and he was arrested again in May. And uh, so since, he had fled Singapore, and apparently is in Chicago, I believe. But when he arrived, he was put in detention, and he's been trying to get asylum Ever since then, and the uh, the federal immigration appeals court has just ruled in favor of giving him asylum. So, so good for him. Yeah, I'm a little puzzled about this though because reading this article, he made a video mocking Christianity, but he was charged with five of the charges are allegedly wounding the religious feelings of Muslims, and one for allegedly wounding the religious feelings of Christians. Yeah, I so, think the the later videos ah. are more extensive and who he's offending. Okay. And I haven't seen the videos. I don't know what he's produced, but I think it's mocking religion, basically. They're, they're still just words. He didn't actually harm their religion. Yeah. He shouldn't be in jail. Uh, one important thing I want to mention is that the Department of Homeland Security in the United States are opposing his asylum bid. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he's not being, he's not a Christian that's being persecuted, so why would we help him? Right. Even though if he goes back, he's probably going to be facing quite a bit of jail time. Right. If not death. Well, Singapore, I don't know how bad it is there, but... Hmm. I was going to say, last time they gave him time served, so I'm thinking he'll probably not get death. No. Well, except that it's the second offense. He's already ta- done some jail time, so I don't know what comes next. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it <laughs> Hopefully escalate. the latter is a little more <laughs> staggered than time served. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I agree. I want to. I wanted to move, keep moving though because I really think Wait, we one, have a lot to talk about. One thing about, I want but, to say about that real quick: yeah. Could you imagine if we did this show in another country like that? We'd all be in jail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's one good thing about living in America. I'm just hoping this doesn't come back to haunt us in a few years when we're living under Christian law. 
Ray, burn the tapes. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the internet. It's De- forever. Delete it off the internet. We can do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can hire people to do that. All right. A lot heavier topic. Uh, Uganda. I wanted to mention this. This was came up in the news again. Witch doctors in Uganda have uh, the uptick. Uh, they've been sacrificing more children because the uh, they're in a drought. So obviously the cure to this is to sacrifice some... Uh, some young Ugandans. So the uh, the numbers have been going up pretty significantly, and the sacrifices often involve removing body parts, blood, or tissue while the child is alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Uh, the reason for this is because the witch doctors believe that the more pain is in the procedure, the more powerful the magic is. All right. I'm okay. I'm suddenly for the death penalty. Yeah. 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 If you Apparently, could do that, go ahead. inflict suffering on a child in the name of religion so you hope that it rains, I'm sorry. You have given away your right to exist on this planet. Yeah. Agreed. I would also suggest that you not read the full article if you're already disgusted. Mm. Uh, there are some details in there that are rather horrific. More than 44 people have been arrested for the practice. And uh, one man was arrested. He confessed to killing eight women, as well as an undisclosed number of children. So it's just God. another, I mean, this isn't an organized religion. It's a witch doctor that's practice that's still being being done in Uganda. But clearly the people around them are okay with this, right? Uh, a lot of the people aren't. there, But there is a subset, and they don't have any idea how big the subset is. But, like, the police are arresting the witch doctors and, and prosecuting them, but uh, it's a it's a fairly major problem. They keep finding bodies. Jesus. It's amazing, too, how when they do these things, causing more pain will make it rain harder. So we, No, it'll make the magic more potent. Right. Yeah. Which makes it rain harder, you know, or at least quicker. It's uh, Right. Well, yeah, yeah. You want the, well, the spell will be more effective. Right. Right. How convenient. Yeah. You know, well, like when you're when you're torturing a woman to admit that she's a witch, you got to make it really crazy. <laughs> you right. can't just kill her. Well, the, the problem is it works the it works one time. Oh, okay, that that worked. The next time it doesn't work, so you, you have to inflict a little more pain. Uh, still didn't work. Crap. Um, well maybe if we hang them upside down, see if that works. No, that didn't work. Um, Has it rained? Yeah. <laughs> no. They just so it's an es- it's escalation until it rains. And then you think, oh, crap, I'm going to do all that again? Jesus, all right, if that's what we have to do. There's a certain twisted logic to it, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. There is, I mean, I hate to say that these people are fucking idiots. But they're fucking idiots. <laughs> but, you know, I ate a banana the other day in the morning and it rained. I did not make a correlation between the fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> Humans are really good at finding patterns, though. And yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. But I also ate a banana this morning. And guess what? <laughs> Didn't rain. Didn't rain, yeah. I think I can rule out the e- fucking banana. I think you equally delicious as the last banana. <laughs> Actually, there's no truth to the story. I haven't eaten a banana in like two weeks. <laughs> oh, dude, you're missing out. Dwight hasn't rained. Damn it! <laughs> but it did rain. Okay, I had a cup of coffee. <laughs> That'll definitely make it rain. <laughs> so apparently, these this witch doctor thing is a small. It's a each community has their own. According to Kids Rights, a uh, global organization for uh, that advocates for children, they have about six hundred fifty thousand registered traditional leaders in Uganda. Wow! And about three million unregistered practitioners. So this is a widespread tradition in Uganda. Well, not I mean not all of the 
hundreds of thousands are practicing to this extreme, I'm imagining. I, no, I, no, I don't believe so. Well, it's, I was going to say, it's witch doctory. They're all just winging it. <laughs> this is yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> How third world is Uganda? Uh, pretty much so, I believe. <laughs> yeah. The maximum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's one of those places that where they have modern cities, but also, you know, hut villages. So it's mm. th- the full gamut. Crap. Uh, moving on to Indonesia. Indonesia, which is a bit more uh, advanced society, they are passing a law to ban all LGBT television characters. I just thought that was worth mentioning. <laughs> Sorry, Will and Grace, <laughs> on your comeback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got banned in Uganda. I mean, Indonesia. Indonesia, <laughs> Indonesia by, the, uh, by the government of Indonesia. Yeah. Hmm. On a, okay. on a lighter note, I found this a little bit more interesting. Over in London, there was a panicked opening of train doors among, uh, well, I guess it was on the underground, when a man started reading the Bible aloud. So this guy is a packed train, the people are going to work and whatever, and uh, he starts just reading from the Bible. And there's a quote in the article, he specifically heard him saying things about homosexuality, sex before marriage being sins, and how we had to repent for our sins, the Lord gave his son for our sins, etc. I sort of zoned out a little after that and had no interest in listening to him. Other people <laughs> said that they started to panic and push because he was being preachy, and he started saying things like, death is not the end, and uh, people thought that I think people thought he was going to make a terrorist attack on the train. So, sure. I mean, yeah. So you don't just casually read scripture aloud. <laughs> well, you like, c- that is not a good sign. No. Well, nothing good's going to come of it in public. <laughs> well, you could mutter it quietly under your breath, or you could go a la um, Pulp Fiction. And I mean, that's a <laughs> that's a slightly different reading of the Bible. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah, how loud this guy was being that they could, because the train was moving and people just pushed the doors open and started filing out, like, while the train's moving. So I'm thinking reading the Bible a la Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah pretty pretty boisterous there. Clearly yeah. none of these people have spent any time in a subway in New York City. That's a common occurrence. <laughs> you just sit there and ignore them. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> make sure you have plenty of Doritos. Oh, my God. I have a worse story than that one. I don't want to hear it. No, I'm not gonna, I That's wouldn't. one of my favorite stories, to be honest. It's too, it's too profane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No such thing. <laughs> um, I do want to mention that it reminded me of uh, a quote from uh, Zach Galifianakis, who said that uh, he likes sitting on the subway and uh, reading the Bible while muttering to himself, like just <laughs> just sitting there and going, oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all the international stuff that I had. We're going to move on to some local state news. A federal judge in Florida says that the officials cannot discriminate against atheists anymore Woo-hoo. well there was a guy who tried to uh tried to speak uh for the invocation and he was denied because it was a praying opportunity based on faith and included minority religion but it doesn't include atheism if you don't have a religion you can't pray that's basically what they said wow so he along with some i think it was the freedom from religion foundation uh they filed and they got a ruling just recently saying that, no, that is discrimination. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're being told that they do have to let people speak, whether they have faith or not. How can you say, how could you say no, you in particular are not allowed to speak and not understand that that is the textbook definition of discrimination? I mean, who 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 under those circumstances should actually not be allowed to speak? Well, their reasoning was... 
that the traditional ceremony uh, of pre-meeting prayer with an invocation, if it was done by an atheist, could be viewed as hostility toward monotheistic religions and principles currently represented in the minority view in the county. So uh, such action would be deemed uh, violent against the constitution of the state of Florida. That's what they told him. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how uh, how that goes. I'm sure that they'll appeal because yeah. that's what happens. Remember when I was singing this country's praises a few minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, at least there's a legal process. There's a process of going through. Mm. They're not just killing these atheists for trying to (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Or jailing them. Yeah. Uh, Back up in Pennsylvania here, Lehigh. I don't know if anybody has seen the county seal of Lehigh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) But it, it has a very large white cross in it. Neat. So the seal was adopted in 1944. He said that the cross represented the God fearing people. And the guy that uh, that is backing the Smith, I can't. <laughs> that doesn't narrow it down very much, does it? <laughs> it's kind of awesome, though. In any case, the guy the guy making the argument that the seal shouldn't be changed, he says that the cross represents the people and that uh, it should continue to represent the people. Meanwhile, I think there's like four people filing against the uh, against the seal wanting to get it changed, and they're saying, well, that doesn't represent me in any way, and actually it's yeah. fairly exclusive. Sure. I mean, anybody that's not Christian, it doesn't represent them. I mean, there's a farm on one side, industry on the other, and a cross behind what looks like a, a, um, a government building. Yeah, it's the local courthouse. So, yeah. Oh, okay. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Well, the local courthouse is fine. Oh, sure. The local courthouse is fine. <laughs> if you want to do some kind of um, universal peace symbol back there, but a cross is not that. Like the secular cross? Sure. <laughs> Doesn't anybody else listen to this show? <laughs> I'm laughing. Cross is not a religious no. symbol. <laughs> I don't think that argument should win, and I don't think it's going to here, but... You know. <laughs> I hope not, but uh, I don't know. Not hold my breath. I don't expect a. I don't expect a lot of forward thinking and progress out of my home state. No, it's not Florida. It's not Crazyville. Right. <laughs> the Freedom from Religion Foundation is on the case here as well in Lehigh Valley. Nice. Good. I don't. I don't. Is Le- I don't think Lehigh Valley is the same as Lehigh. Oh, is it not? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. All right. I'll this, stop this saying Valley count- then. This is in okay. Lehigh. <laughs> yeah, it's just Lehigh County. Yeah. Okay. In Allentown is where the courthouse is, which is amazing, because mm. Allentown is a horrible fucking town. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah, it never really recovered from the downturn of coal, I don't think. I don't know what the reason is, but I had a friend who lived there, and he's like, oh my god, it's just crime-ridden. Yeah. So, while we're in Pennsylvania, uh, I found this interesting. Steve Bannon has weighed in on, on our gubernatorial race next year. Oh, good god. He is planning on backing Scott Wagner, who is, I believe, from York, Pennsylvania. Uh, Wagner is going to be running. I don't know if he's the only Republican nominee, but uh, hey, he's got the backing of Bannon and uh, Breitbart. Yeah, he's going to win. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he if he does get the Republican nomination, he will be running against our current governor. He's been doing all right. Yeah, Tom Wolf's nice. Yeah. Not according to the Milford Borough. <laughs> so he's been doing a great job. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, he's going to lose though. Well, hopefully, no, I don't think so. Well, when when they, is when is the race? Uh, next year is the election for the governor. Yeah. Okay. Who was our previous governor? What was his name? 
Uh, I blocked him out. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's Ridge in my mind, but it's definitely not Ridge. <laughs> Tom Ridge is a long time ago. Well, it's better it than was. me. I wanted to say Rendell, and I know that's not right. Whoever no, it was. That was. It was right after Rendell, wasn't he? Yeah. Whoever he was, he ran up so much fucking debt for this state. He was the worst. Yeah. But now Tom Wolf has- Corbett. Ra- Corbett. Corbett, that's right. That's it. Corbett. Corbett. Tom Wolf is, has to raise taxes left and right on all different things and everything like that to pay off this debt. I mean, I got hit with the cigarettes, man. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> exempt from this, but every day, fuck that fucking Tom Wolf raising our taxes and they don't, these people don't understand how shit gets paid for. No. <laughs> so that is true. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, make it a, a Jared prediction. Ah, nuts. <laughs> bye bye, Tom it. Wolf. <laughs> So apparently uh, Bannon was out in St. Louis and invited Scott Wagner out and Scott went and they flew on a plane together and they talked about how they were going to uh, use the money that they were going to raise to win the uh, the, the governor's seat. And uh, Wagner said during his speech that uh, Harrisburg, the capital, is a real swamp. So he's using the Trump The old Trump phrases. swamp situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he said yeah. it's a real swamp. I'll be perfect there. No. He's already having trouble <laughs> handling the pressures of the campaign, so... Who, Wagner? Yeah. Oh. Well, apparently is he is a sanitation owner. He owns a sanitation group, right. business, and th- that's his qualifications. I don't know. That's all I have about the guy. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> fucking Tony Soprano? <laughs> yeah, it's, somebody was... Some reporter was, you know, recording him at, at some event, which you're allowed to do. And he, what is his, his reaction? He, he can't handle the pressure of the campaign trail. It makes you think he can handle leading the state of Pennsylvania. Hmm. Yeah, he, he was he was not happy at all with the fact that he was being recorded. <laughs> uh, get used to it. <laughs> but apparently Bannon with the uh, Roy Moore win is has decided he is going to pick the uh, governors and uh, elected <laughs> officials from state to state. Wow. That sounds terrifying, but uh, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. He is apparently <sighs> also weighing in in the Virginia governor's race. Uh, Gillespie is, I believe, his pick there. I'm trying to make sure I get the names the names straight. Uh, Republican Ed Gillespie and Democrat Ralph Northam are the people running in Virginia, and uh, Bannon has put some money behind Gillespie. Who's the incumbent? Uh, that is a good question. Was it West Virginia, Virginia, where the guy made that big thing about switching sides, that he went from Democrat to Republican with Trump there? And he was like, I can't in good conscience do your... Uh Bidding if I'm a Democrat. So I'm not as as up on the Virginia stuff because Terry McAuliffe is the current governor. Oh. Um, So he wasn't even mentioned in this that I can see. So I'm trying to see who. He might have done two terms. He's done. They're limited. Mm. So So we're all assuming these are great guys, right? The ones that he's getting (laughs) behind, right? He's looking out for the the rest of us. Yeah, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, he has Virginia and Pennsylvania's best interests at heart. Absolutely. Okay. Then I'm fine. I don't need to think about this anymore. <laughs> well, that part is true. Because if Bannon's behind it, I don't need to think anymore about it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, in any case, Bannon's, yeah. We haven't heard the last of Bannon by a long shot. Oh, no. He's not a government official, right? I can call for his assassination, can I? <laughs> I don't think you can call for anybody to be murdered. I mean, it's murder since he's not in government anymore. Right, but I don't think it's a federal crime as long as it's not the president or a government official. <laughs> Now, if something happens to Bannon, will they investigate Jared? Maybe. Maybe. Can I find a woman, marry her, plan on having a child, and foster hatred of Steve Bannon in that child for 18 years (laughs) 
<laughs> stockpile my house with guns, and if that kid goes and kills Steve Bannon, can I be held accountable? In yeah. Pennsylvania, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. And he'll be dead by that anyway, so it doesn't matter. He's not healthy. <laughs> you don't look healthy. <laughs> no. Which means he'll live to be 102. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Anybody that has abused their liver that much is not going to survive very long. I don't know. According to Scaramucci, he can suck his own dick, so <laughs> that's got to be soothing. <laughs> Keeps That'll put years down. on you. <laughs> I miss the mooch. <laughs> Best 10 get- days we ever had. <laughs> Ah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm moving up for a, uh, a heavier story. Up in Michigan, this is another faith-based couple who uh, let their infant die of a treatable disease because God doesn't make mistakes. Apparently, the uh, they they had a baby. They didn't go to a hospital, which that's that's fine. They had yep. a uh, they had a midwife, and uh, according to the police report, the midwife. Came back after uh, after the birth. She came back the next day. Said that the baby didn't look healthy, looked jaundice. Uh, advised the mother to take the child to the emergency room, and she she told the baby could suffer from brain damage or die if not properly cared for. And the mother said, "Nope, God doesn't make mistakes," and sent her off. Hmm. Uh, she indicated to the midwife that the baby was fine. So later, when the baby died, uh, the medical examiner was called in, and uh, I'm not even going to try what uh, the medical examiner said the baby died of it's uh three words that i couldn't even possibly pronounce but um jaundice related oh. problems yeah, yeah. unconjugated <laughs> oh my god yeah Ooh. try the second word go ahead <laughs> hyper billy rubinema and billy rubinema there you go this is a harry potter spell <laughs> <laughs> So the doctor said that the, the baby never saw the doctor when it had blood coming out of her mouth. Mm. Uh, she wasn't eating. Skin became further discolored. And, uh, yeah, still they, they didn't do anything. So they have both been arrested and charged with involuntary manslaughter. And uh, Sounds have, like voluntary to me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And uh, could spend up to 15 years in jail if convicted. Do we want to take bets on this? Uh, recently, as morbid as this is? I, I think recently these people have been going to jail more often. What state is this again? This Minnesota? is Michigan. Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Ooh, wow. I, I think they're going to jail. I don't yeah. see how they couldn't. The midwife told them. The midwife went to the police, filed a report. I, oh, she did. Okay, that was going to be my next question. At least the midwife did something. Yeah. Yeah. Really just how could you sit there and yeah. watch blood out of your child's mouth and be like, okay, God's going to take care of this, yeah. right? I don't know. I don't know at all. They look like normal people. Mm. Well, maybe not the guy, but it could just be a bad picture. <laughs> she don't look too normal. Her eyes look a little too far apart. <laughs> and his are too close together. It's kind of a weird yeah. combo. <laughs> are they related? <laughs> I he don't looks a little too so, old for her, no. too. Mm. Well, that's traditional in the church. I actually didn't want to try and judge them by their photos, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> they let their child die for a really dumb reason, so judge all you want. Yeah, we can yeah. take fun of them now. Okay. I feel better about it. <laughs> It's fucking horrible. Where do they learn this dumbass shit from? Like, I, the Bible. But not one person goes, maybe God sent the, the midwife. God's telling you to take the baby to the hospital. Yeah, maybe God provided the knowledge that the doctors have to help cure your child. Fucking moron. I would love to see the statistics on when these people do this kind of shit and the children make it out of it. Yeah. Like, because there has to be some proof, right? That otherwise they, why buy into this? Well, I'm sure that now and then, you know, a kid is sick, like a normal, 
a cold or, you know, whatever, and, and they pray and, well, the, the body's, you know, the immune system kicks in and they survive. So, obviously, that was God. So, we're good. Yeah, but what if, what if the kid breaks his arm? Do they sit there and, and stare at it, <laughs> hoping it's going to mend itself together? No, you have to pray over it. Duh. <laughs> and does it just snap back together and heal? Uh, no. I'm sure. I'm sure now and then. No, never. No, it's, never. <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know where that. Again, this is the belief system that. Uh, yeah, we're just not able to to wrap our brains around. I don't think because. As someone who has been prayed over by elders of a church, no, I still don't get it. I, just, yeah. I don't understand. You know what? Their punishment Their punishment should not be 15 years in jail. Their punishment should be both their fucking legs broken and just let them sit there for a minute. <laughs> for for a, a day. A day with two broken legs. And see how quickly God fixes it for him. Yeah, we had- Like that woman at my mom's exactly. arch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, we had, <laughs> yeah. uh, we had that story on here. Okay, I'm going to keep moving uh, on to Colorado. And at first, I was I was thinking about not bringing this up because it's a it's an atheist girl, Sydney Fisk, graduated from, in Colorado in, in 2016. She is now suing the school district for anti-atheistic discrimination. And the reason I wasn't going to bring it up is because, okay, she's an atheist and she was discriminated in color against in Colorado. And I'm, I'm you know, origin, my, my initial thought is, well, really how bad could it have been? How, you know, how much stuff, what could they have done to her that she's going to be suing them? So then I started reading the list. And at first it was the, they openly discussed their Christian faith uh, during classes. Okay. That's, Whatever. But then I kept reading. A board member of the school board raised her Christian belief that transgender students should be castrated during the school board meeting. Wow. A middle school teacher sponsored Bible study class before the start of the day and enticed students with donuts. Uh, when she spoke out against a personhood amendment in school, the, she was reprimanded and for publicly wearing a shirt, urging people to vote no against it. The same teacher, along with the guidance counselor, had a private meeting with her, criticizing her attitude and... Uh, they showed her a picture she had posted on private Instagram account in which uh, she had said she wasn't a fan of the school. And uh, they threatened her and said that we would hate for it to ruin her position in student government because she was a member of the student government. Wow. It, it just continues and gets worse and worse to the point where she starts applying for colleges. And one of the things a college requires is that your guidance counselor gives you a, uh, a backing and she what? didn't get it. <sighs> Is that something new? I don't I think remember. so. I, I that was. I don't recall ever having to go to my guidance counselor to get into school. Where'd you apply? Penn State. Yeah, I don't think they cared so much. That's where I applied too. And you and you went to your guidance counselor and got the the backing. No, no they, they never asked for it at Penn State. I know I did. Yeah. When I was applying, yeah. Hmm. And where'd you go? You know, I don't even remember. I applied to a few different colleges in Ohio, and I know that I went to uh, the guidance counselor to get uh, uh, endorsement to get hmm. a sign off. Like a letter of recommendations, but it's not. But it's is it required? I, I think it goes a long way. It's not required. Okay, no. it just seems odd that your that your you know your college life could be in the hands of your guidance counselor, who we all know. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> yeah, guidance counselor who told me that I should be a welder. Like what? <laughs> Thanks, mm. guidance counselor. 
Still, it's pretty shitty what happened to this girl. Yeah, and her yeah. grades, uh, her grades in her government class dropped from a ninety-eight percent to a seventy percent when she, without any exam or paper in between. When asked for an explanation, the teacher and principal told her in private that uh, a newspaper article that she had written about uh, about atheism and uh, religion was the reason. They cited wow. her questioning authority. God damn! And then when she started complaining, her F's were changed to D's. Yeah. This is in Colorado? Yeah. And this is a, a public school. What, yeah. Delta County School District in Colorado. Yep. Holy crap. The same Colorado that legalized weed? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, after reading this, yeah, she should sh- sue the shit out of them. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope she has proof, though. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like a lot of it was verbal. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the Colorado Atheists and Freethinkers did a fundraiser and did raise $4,000 to help her in her college fund. But uh, yeah, it's still ongoing. Actually, I think she just filed. So good luck to her. Well, I have learned that you need to have proof of grades. So they have to, if she had a 98 and then she got a 70, they have to explain why. That is part of um, FERPA. You have to have... A reasonable explanation for a grade, especially one that's dropping that much. Jesus. And according to the article, and according to her, there was no exam or paper in between the grade drop. So, so there's no backing for the grade drop. So, yeah, that's bull. Wow. And there was no other atheist students in this school to help back her up? Nothing that or, was mentioned. Or they just knuckled under because they knew fighting would be like this. <laughs> I got to know more about this. This seems so odd, like that these that these people would care so much in a a public school. So this is the same district that gave away Bibles to children. A decision, we mentioned this on the show before, uh, a decision that led to the satanic coloring books being distributed to the the children. This is the same school district. Wow. Okay, so it's a trend. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, with with this district. Yeah. All right, so I am going to move on to... Oh, no, wait, I'm going to derail you instead. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just for a quick second. Sure. Because like you said, the last story was a little bit heavy. So I have spent a portion of this last story stalking the pillins on Facebook. Every every post they have is a Bible quote. And every every comment, which is each one has 50 or 60 comments, is... You guys should fucking kill yourselves, you scumbag baby killers. I hope you all burn in hell. Enjoy your time in prison. Suck a cock for Jesus. I mean, just non-stop. And just to be clear, these are the Michigan, the Michigan couple. These are the the Michigan people. The the, the Colorado people, I I hope that suit works out well. Right, sure. The Michigan people, oh my goodness. It's the Michigan Pillins. It is, yeah, the Michigan Pillins. It is, it is deserved, but it is, you know, epic, epic and classic internet. I mean, uh, then the worst part of the story is they clearly have other children, mm. Mm. Oh. which is not surprising because that you yeah. know, but I guess they won't soon. But well, and so evidence has shown them that if you don't take them to the doctor, they're just fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's worked out so far. Crazy. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't really like the intense internet bullying, but at the same time, Neither do it's I, pretty funny. I don't know for this this time. I feel like it might be, might be okay where they placed it. <laughs> right, justified. Yeah. yeah. All right. I all did. Right. I did not. That's all right. I did not hear about this until today, but I think it just happened yesterday. The United Nations. There was a vote 
to ban the death penalty for homosexuality. Obviously, this is the United Nations, so they can't strictly enforce it or anything, but it was a basically a, a, a moment where the international community comes together and says, stop it. Let's stop <laughs> killing the LGBT community, like literally killing them. Mm. Can you guess which way the United States voted? <laughs> God. So, yeah, I'm trying to, to uh, Nikki Haley, that's her name. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley uh. voted against it. So we joined the other countries like uh, Qatar, Egypt, India, and Iraq who voted against the rule to, uh, to, to ban LGBT yeah. deaths. Yeah. Against a firm suggestion that maybe we shouldn't murder homosexuals. Right. They're, they say the argument is that we always vote down anything that restricts to the death penalty because we apply the death penalty. So it's a slippery slope argument. Well, if you, you know, if you block, you know, killing people if they're gay, you know, block killing people when they're murderers too. It, you know, you're heading down that line. So that is why we always <sighs> vote is, against these things. That, that is, is a really slippery slope. That is possibly <laughs> the worst slippery slope argument I have ever heard. <laughs> yep. But every single time a vote comes up about the death penalty, we oppose it because and we like it. And what a great group of countries to be lobbed in with. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Can you make an exception just this one time? So this isn't something new then. This isn't Nikki Haley being like, oh, guess what's new in the U.S.? No, no. We, we vote against anything that restricts the use of the death penalty every time. I fucking hate this country. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Seriously. That is that is news to me. That and uh, surprising. I I, first, I understand, and my brain immediately goes, "Well, of course." That, I, yes. I, yeah. But that's still shocking to me, yeah. I, and I don't get it. I, I mean, so do we not say anything to Uganda because of the witch doctors killing babies either? Because we kill some criminals? No. I mean, where where does that slippery slope really end? It's a it's a dumb argument. That's a stupid. Oh, I agree argument. with you, but yeah, that that's that's why we always vote them down. Though I agree. I mean, all all it did was ask members member nations to not use it in a discriminatory manner, including against minors, pregnant women, blasphemy, and consensual same sex relationships. That's all it asked for. I think we could have gone. Okay, we can get on board with that. Are they so afraid of the door opening a little bit? Yeah, they are. That if someone goes, well, you voted for that, so we should eliminate the death penalty. Right. How how about, well, minors, pregnant women, blasphemous, consensual, same-sex relationships. What about with people under an IQ of 100? Can we tack them on, too? How about that? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Wait, let me get me checked first before, uh... <laughs> <laughs> then I'll let you know what that number should be. <laughs> but in this, I'm sure we're, we're doubly, uh, we have two reasons, because at the same time, Trump... Uh, the Trump administration, a lawyer who works for the DOJ, who's part of the – he was appointed by Trump over in Manhattan, has uh, urged the U.S. to appeal to the court in Manhattan against uh, a federal law that does not ban discrimination against gay employees. So basically, they want to make sure that companies can discriminate against gay employees and fire them just because they're gay. And this – just occurred this week in Manhattan. This is the Department of Justice that our taxes go to pay their salaries, those people? Correct. Fuckers. Okay. So the Department of Justice is supporting a New York skydiving company, Altitude Express, who are apparently a bunch of assholes because they <laughs> fired this guy who is a skydiving instructor for telling a customer at one point that he was gay. She complained and they fired him. <sighs> what? 
She complained that he was gay. Yes. Uh, he has since died what, what in a base jumping accident, but uh-huh. the the lawsuit that he originally filed is being carried on. Sure. Why? And the DOJ is on the side of the company for firing him. Correct. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I related these two articles because we're not we're not going to be against the, the banning of death penalty for homosexuals, and we're not going to to try and stop companies from firing people just because they're gay. They, these these seem to be right in line with each other. Oh, absolutely. Well, again, not a protected class by the Civil Rights Amendment. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, chip away at all their rights. Nobody said we can't have a donkey be the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good callback. The, the, the thing that they don't understand is that it, 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 it's, a, it's a losing proposition because a large percentage of the population of this country does not care and – I mean does not care about what gay people do with their lives and disagrees with this. So 2018 is not going to be good for the Republicans. I hope a large percentage right. of people in New York are gay too. <laughs> yeah. And California and, and every other state in the union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope there's some uh, some backlash from this. But then again, I don't know how many people are, are hearing about this. Like, the only reason I heard about this is because a lot of the LGBT community, atheists follow that community because mm. we, we, we find that there, we have a lot in common. <laughs> we support each other. Yeah. Mm, weird. <laughs> so uh, moving on to a house... House of Representatives are going to be voting next week on a bill that would ban abortion after 20 weeks nationwide. Speaking of a slippery slope argument. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what they're going for here because yeah. they're really – I had to look it up because I'm like, well, 20 weeks, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty down the road. That's pretty far in. Yeah. yeah. So I was curious how many – like how – what are they trying to do here? And uh, this is – but based on data from five years ago, 2012, there were 1,186 abortions, according to the data, that would have uh, qualified under this law. Or so they would have been prevented. And mm. I found this interesting. There's like, in Vermont, there were eight. In Colorado, mm. there were 87. New Mexico, Oregon, there was like less than 200. New Jersey, 734. Of the, 11, of, of the 1,100, 700 were in New Jersey. Probably because of availability. It's not Correct. done in that many places. That so these true. are people of means that managed to get there. And to be clear, the vast, vast majority, if not all of these, these are not th- – these are for medical reasons. They're to preserve the life of the mother. They are because the infant is non-viable and to bring it to full term is just causing pain for everybody. And there's no point to it. If, you know, like I said, the vast majority, if not all of these, are to end a horrible situation. Correct. According to the data from the CDC, in 2012, of the abortions done, uh, there were nearly 700,000 abortions done in the country. 0.17% would have been affected by this law, and 80% of those had fetal anomalies. Mm. So they were done because of, you know, serious medical reasons. Right. It had nothing to do with these women not wanting to subject their children to living in New Jersey. <laughs> Correct. Well, maybe okay. maybe one or two. I mean, there's 20%. Okay. So, you know. 
and probably the rest of the other 20% are, are to preserve the life of the mother. I don't know if it's a full, I mean, we can't say it, whatever the number is. you know, we can't fill the hundred percent, but there is a mm-hmm. large portion that, I mean, basically what we're saying is this law isn't going to do anything. No, it's not. It's just a slippery slope, slippery slope. Right. Because law. 20 weeks could easily now become 19 weeks, which right. can become 18 weeks. Right. Which is there can- anything else attached to this bill that we don't know about? Oh, that's a good question. Not that I saw, but I'm sure there is because there always is. So there's an interesting um, – w- I wonder what percentage are because of Down syndrome as an example or something similar. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any data to support your percentages, but I do enjoy them because I don't know – I mean, other than propaganda, where this religious right fantasy comes from that women are just cavalier about having abortions. Yeah. Like it's just something to do on the weekend because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like using birth control. You know, abortions. Woo! <laughs> Nobody wants to have an abortion. Like, what about no, those women that wait till like the eighth, eighth and a half month and be like, yeah, late term abortion. I'm down. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, I, bl- I blame shows like Orange is the New Black for that. They did the flashback to Pennsylvania and she, you know, she goes in for a casual abortion. She doesn't like using birth control. People like that. There might be a few of them out there that exist, but don't color the rest of the country with right. that character. Right. I think that is, that is a, Beyond the minority, that is that oh, yeah. is such a small. In the defense of the show, I think it was supposed to be an extreme. But when you put something like that in the show, people probably aren't going to think that way. They're going to think, "Well, look, there's an example right there." Exactly right. confirmed. Right. Exactly. I think it was irresponsible to do that. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> like when Obama gave all the black people free cell phones. Remember that? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And people stuck with that for eight years because when Trump got voted in, I heard I saw a lot of things on Facebook saying, like, oh, those black people got to return their phones now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I wanted to bring uh, I want to bring this woman up again. Amy Coney Barrett, who is a Trump uh, nominee for judgeship in uh, somewhere out west a little ways, I think in the Indiana Arizona? area. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not sure about that. But in any case, she's a Trump nominee for uh, appellate court. She uh, is in the news again because of ties to a religious group. She's a Roman Catholic, but... She is a Roman Catholic. Mm. But she just had a Senate hearing and apparently was grilled Mm. because... Well, the the Republican argument is that there should be no religious test for office, so they don't know why she was being questioned so much. The People of Praise is a Mm. tightly knit Christian group that she is a member of. Uh, Some of the group's practices uh, would surprise many Catholics. They swear a lifelong loyalty, oath of loyalty, to the group. Mm. They call it a covenant to one another, Mm. and they are assigned an accountable person a personal advisor <laughs> who's called uh, the title is a head for the for the males and a handmaid for the women oh god <laughs> they teach that the husbands are the heads of their wives and should take authority over the family oh come on <laughs> this is right out of the fucking show it is <laughs> i wonder if this is what wow. the show is based on Maybe. it must be i was i was already on board when you said they have an accountability buddy yeah <laughs> At first, I was like, well, this is starting to sound a little bit like Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, wow. Well, granted, the show's based on a book. I don't know when the, I think the book was written in the 80s. 
Yeah, it's not, it's not a new story. I remember um, hearing about the story before, so. And she is tied into this fucking group. Yes. This is fucking insane. Does wow. Trump ever nominate any? Has there ever been a nomination that any that everyone was like, okay, that sounds reasonable. Sounds like a good. I mean, like uh, everyone, you find something wrong with it. Yeah, so it seems. Uh, she oh. is also a member of the Federalist Society, which is apparently just a, a conduit for judicial nominees for at least this administration. The Trump White House has pulled m- most of their judicial nominees from the Federalist Society. Um, mm, I, don't, I just learned about that from Samantha B. I don't. Oh, really? I don't know much about yeah. that group, so I don't. I can't say. Anything. Oh, yeah, she did a whole bit on that. Okay, hmm. last week. I think we're behind. Uh, episode, Ted Cruz so. is a member. <laughs> oh, yucky. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. I can't remember everything, but it's like a, it's like they're they call themselves uh, originalists or something like that. Do they? Do, they're not the Dominionists. Well, his father was a Dominionist. What the hell is a Dominionist? They believe that uh, Christianity should take the. Uh, no, the no, no, no. This is uh, it has to do with the Constitution. Okay, a, like everything needs to be taken at at its at its word in the Constitution. I don't know how to explain. You have to watch the bit. But well, that makes sense. It, it, either way, it was disturbing because yeah. she uh, she has never served in the judiciary in any in any way. And the appointment, what she's been nominated for, is the Seventh Circuit in Chicago, which uh, this the article cites as being one rung below the Supreme Court. She was a law clerk for Justice Antonin Scalia. Exactly the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> oh. I think he formed the f- that Federalist group. There you go. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, him and somebody else. Wow. So she, she came out of law school and started as a law clerk for Scalia and worked there and has now been pulled to be a member of the, the Seventh Circuit. She's never been a judge before and she's going to be a Federal Circuit judge. That seems a little bit of hop, skip, and a jump. I think mostly a jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a lifetime appointment? Until she gets moved up into the court. Yeah. To a different or, lifetime appointment? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That needs to change. That's it really a nightmare. Well, they, I mean, what, what is it? The, the governor, the, the future governor of uh, Alabama, he's been di- um, disbarred or taken off of the bench twice. So the even if you have a lifetime twice. appointment. Twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. Now he's the senator. The senator, right. No, he's governor. not a senator yet. He will be. Well, you're talking about Roy Moore, right? Yes. yes. Roy Moore. Oh, yeah, he will be. Yeah. Sorry. I'm taking full blame for this one. <laughs> I don't see how you could be full blame. Bannon's the one backing him. I think I think we can put a big portion of the blame on Bannon. Mm. You don't understand, Ray. I have a power. And <laughs> <laughs> I just you haven't been using it for good. Nice. Yeah. I hope you enjoy Governor Wagner. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is all that I have for that. I thought at this point we could talk about uh, what's going on in Puerto Rico, specifically what uh, the Trump's involvement. God. Which did, did you guys see the quote unquote roundtable talk where he was he it was him and the governor of Puerto Rico uh, sitting at a table. It, it was I don't know why it's a round table. It wasn't round. <laughs> No, it wasn't round. It but, was a couple uh, of, you know. And Trump was clearly at the head. But um, mm. in any case, and he did the, I'm going to point out specific people who have said good things about me and have them reiterate how well things Crazy. are going. Yeah. He did that in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Things yeah. are going great. I heard today that they're up to uh, 40% of the homes uh, with running water and almost 8% of the homes with power now. Mm-hmm. It's a huge numbers. I've heard lower. <laughs> and 
apparently San Juan is where most of the restoration has taken place. If you live anywhere else on the island, still screwed. Yeah, not even visited yet. I mean, the, the, the reporters are starting to wander out into the countryside, and people <laughs> that live in the countryside are going, you are the first people we have seen except for our neighbors. Nobody has been here from FEMA. Nobody has been here from the government. Nobody has been here. Did you bring except water? For like, Trump's government. getting great reviews on Puerto Rico. How could this be? His obsession with the perception of how he is doing is really remarkable. It's sickening. I'm thinking about getting into the disaster relief review business <laughs> at the local newspaper. <laughs> The fuck does he mean reviews? I mean, he doesn't. The amount of um, self-absorption is truly astonishing. I mean, he is faced with devastation in this entire island, and he really, really only cares about how well people perceive the job that he is doing. That is all that matters. And And the only go ahead. He attacked the poor um, mayor of uh, San Juan because she had pushed back a little bit against somebody that said that it was a great, it was good news story. And she's like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. People dying. She's like, we need some help here. We need some help. <laughs> and she, he sat at this table, at this round table with the reporters there, with the governor of Puerto Rico there. And he said, well, you know, you guys are really causing us some, uh, some issues with the budget. Yeah. It's really expensive. Oh, is this the one where he, uh, was comparing the numbers to Katrina? Yeah, yes. he did that in the exact And he was like, place. oh, yeah, you guys are doing way better than Katrina. Yeah, the real disaster. <laughs> yeah. Only 16 people have died. Oh, uh, AP sent out an alert about an hour or so ago saying they're up to now 38. I mean, you know that a whole bunch more people died. They just haven't found them yet. They're out in the countryside because nobody's been there yet because you can't get there. The roads are impassable. They're covered with power lines. And the uh, the reporters said that when they went to the local rental car place to uh, to get a better vehicle so that they could travel to some of the uh, other areas, they were told that they were all uh, reserved by the military FEMA. and National Guard and FEMA. That all of them were were reserved. And they went out to the lot, and there were dozens upon dozens of these vehicles just sitting there. Nobody had Wait. come to get them. They were just reserved. <laughs> now it is an island. It's in the middle of water. It's in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Big water. <laughs> Big water. Big water, yeah. Big water. So, sure, it's harder than Florida. We get that. But come on. It's not in the middle of the ocean. We've got big ships. Just to be clear, it's it's not not in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) True. I mean, it's not like it takes you three days to get there by steamer. Come on. Jesus. Well, more importantly, he didn't even talk about Puerto Rico until after he was done with the NFL for a whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got back from Bedminster and was like, oh, something's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So is that where the uh, the golf cup took place? Oh, yeah. Yes. It is. In Bedminster. So, so I don't understand. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know what the golf tournament was. I, I it, stopped listening to golf stuff a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the President's Cup. Okay. So... He decided that he was going to, uh, when the when it was going to be awarded to the winner, I guess, he mm. decided that he was going to dedicate the cup to the people who suffered in Texas and Puerto Rico. And then he started going on about how everyone had suffered, and it wasn't just Puerto Rico. And then he included the the Floridians who were hit by the hurricanes. And, uh, yeah, he's dedicating the golf cup to them. So there you go. It's all soft now. We got a cup. (laughs) (laughs) Which they don't actually get. Right. So they don't get the cup. They don't get anything from a cup. It's just dedicated to them. And he says the situation in the hurricane hit territories under really great control, because that's the important thing, is that it's under control. He's got it handled. This is a man who doesn't know how to 
doesn't have human emotions and has a hard time expressing them. Yes, that's Because he doesn't understand it. Because he's never had to. No. He's never no. He's never had to think about and understand the suffering of other people. It's it's irrelevant in his life. Yeah, it's sad because it just seems so accurate. I can just <laughs> why is your face leaking water, human? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, when 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 would anything actually get through to him that it's people are hurting and that it's his job to care about them? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, this is kind of jumping ahead, but but I'm not trying to get off Puerto Rico. But did you see his four minute little speech about Las Vegas? No, I saw some of it, but not the full thing. I watched the whole thing. It is he looks so pained by what he's reading, <laughs> and he's reading because you script. can always tell when he's reading because yeah. it's like when a four year old reads. It's exactly the same way. <laughs> he's not nuanced in any way and trying to pretend that he this is off the cuff. And it's like he's like. Just the you can just tell the words are just completely vapid. Nothing means anything. It's that not he's about. Saying. Why am I saying this? It's not about me. Nope, not about me. No. Not about me. Yeah, he is, he is the least sincere person <laughs> I think I've ever heard speak. Yeah. Again, I think you that's get him because off that he, teleprompter though he doesn't have any emotions. He doesn't. He can't connect with people. He has no empathy. No. No. Well, empathy. that's the thing too. Is uh, his biographer the guy who wrote uh, the Art of the Deal or the Ghost Writer mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. When I saw an interview there, I'd ask him with him, and he, they're like, there's something wrong with him. She's like, I've never saw him laugh. Not once did he laugh in the whole time I was with him. He doesn't get jokes. He doesn't mm. understand jokes. And I heard the same thing from a lot of people who, when he was on Saturday Night Live, the cast were talking about that. Like, he doesn't get it. It's funny. Every once in a while, I've only seen it a couple times in, in, in you know pictures. Every once in a while, you'll catch a genuine smile on his face, and it's completely different from the smile you normally see on his face. And it's usually right. to do with his grandkids or with one of his kids. The rest of the time, it's this fake, gross smile. And yeah, he doesn't <laughs> – it's, it's something wrong with that man. Well, there was, there's an interesting little story that uh, Pete Davidson told about Trump when he was on Saturday Night Live. They're, they were doing a bit that didn't air about him being at like Disney World or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think he was supposed to be there with a Ivanka – or he was supposed to be there with kids – and at the end of the sketch, he was he was supposed to say to the to the daughter, "Hey, let's get out of here," and then go turkey legs, like like let's go get turkey legs, oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. So when Trump reads it, he goes, "All right, let's get out of here, turkey legs." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> they also said he did the, the the writing process with him was horrible. He is not into any self deprecating humor whatsoever. Oh, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he would just go, that's cute, and then he would just move on. <laughs> uh, so, unfortunately, that's all I have about Puerto Rico. Um, I don't know if anybody has anything else they want to bring up. I've already forgotten about it. Something else happened. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is, uh, unfortunately, this isn't just Trump trying to distract us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm sure everybody has heard about the shooting in Las Vegas. Uh, I believe the number right now is 59 people killed, hundreds, 500 and more Injured. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Yep. So the guy basically stockpiled weapons in Mandalay Bay in his in his room. Twenty three was the last count in the room, and he took a hammer, busted out the window, and started firing on a country concert that was taking place quite a little ways away, like three hundred, four hundred yards. Yeah, it was across the street. It's some distance. Yeah. Yeah. So he just opened up fire and yeah, killed and injured people. Just randomly. I mean, the, basically, the the only reason he was able to to hit people at that point is they were so closely packed in. The one the one witness described it as fish in a barrel, which 
unfortunate, yeah. but pretty accurate. Yeah, but all he had to do, it, it, there's no aiming involved. All he had to do is kind of point at that enormous crowd of 20,000 people. He was hitting, he was hitting somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't sniper scoping him. Right? No. He's just blindly firing. Right. In fact, there was a blurb from AP just recently saying that 12 of the guns had devices attached, allowing semi-automatic rifles to mimic fully automatic gunfire. Yeah, if you listen to the audio, it's mm. it's pretty automatic. It's a lot faster than somebody just pull. pulling a, re- a trigger repeatedly. Yeah. And in other recent news, he the gunman transferred $100,000 to the Philippines in the days before the attack. Now, his girlfriend was in the Philippines. Yep. No, she was in Australia, wasn't she? Oh, I heard the Philippines. I, I'm not sure about that. Oh, I think I, she I, might be Filipino, but I could, right. I mean, I could be wrong, too. I, I thought she was in mm. Australia. But we have no reason why he transferred the money. We don't know if it was just to her, her family, if it was, you know, some, some other reason. Don't know. Right. I, I assume it was just a can't take it with you scenario. So we're going to start doling out my finances to... Right. You know my loved ones mm. before before you know his accounts get seized right. or whatever happens when you murder so, people. Do you think yeah. that he was specifically planning to shoot that concert because he got there days earlier? So here's the thing: and was gambling and was doing all this yeah, stuff he, and like was, but he knew that like he was like, okay, I'm going to get this room. I'm going to be you know like well, it's overlooking the yeah. So he had 23 guns, and I'm assuming mm. all of these firearms could reach that distance, which means they're all long guns. I don't. Mm. I, I mean, I've walked through a lot of casinos, and I'm not exactly sure how you could get 23 guns up there without At really once. knowing what the, what you're planning. Well, they right. they said he had nine suitcases or ten suitcases in his room. So he brought them up like a suitcase at a time over the days. Right. Right. So, but that means he's been doing this for days. He's been planning it he, for days. And today yeah. they said that he had cameras up. He had cameras mm-hmm. posted in the hallway outside his room. And the people. Yeah. In, in the door. Yeah. So two in the really? hallway. Yeah. Right. And he had a, a laptop hooked up. The cameras were feeding his laptop so he could keep an eye on the hallway outside of his room. And he shot a security guard. As the security guard got to his door, he shot him through the door. Shit. So this guy yeah. was, but, uh... was preparing. This was not a – the one thing that was suggested on – and I, I have an article about this on Fox and Friends, the uh, Ainsley Earhart, who I don't uh, – she replaced the other blonde girl who was on Fox and Friends. <laughs> I can't remember her name. <laughs> but uh, she made the suggestion that previously on stage, uh, the guy had played God Bless America as a sing-along, and maybe because this guy was atheist, his atheism kicked in, and he just couldn't take God Bless America, so that's why he started shooting. She actually said that? Oh, yeah. 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 And she says it, and then it's quiet, and she goes, what do you guys think? And neither (laughs) one of them respond. And she's like, okay, let's move on. It's the most <laughs> awkward silence I have ever experienced. Is there any truth to any of that? Well, no. What, I mean, it's one, did they know he was an atheist? No, I don't know. Um, the, I think his brother at one point said that uh, he was didn't believe in God, uh, but I don't. Right. I, I don't know anything beyond that. Right. All I heard his brother say is it wasn't religiously motivated. Right. Apparently, sure. that makes you an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, her. It's quite amazing if you if you watch the video. The uh, even the two idiots on the Fox and Friends <laughs> are just dumbfounded for a minute. They had no idea what to say. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't make any sense because it was so premeditated. He'd been doing this for days, setting up cameras, getting all the guns up there. There's no way he suddenly heard "God Bless America" and went, "All right, it's them." Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. it was an he hour. Went. It was an hour before. Right. 
So What's the that? song he, the song was sung an hour before the oh. shooting started. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he needed yeah. time to figure out how he was going right. to break the window. Oh my god. Yeah. That is the most insane. So he, he knew there was going to be a huge open air concert 400 yards from his hotel window. Right. And he said, "This is my chance to maximize damage fatalities." The 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 part that boggles my mind though is the 3 or 4 days of gambling prior to the concert. Can't take it with you, Derek. I, I know, yeah. but why gamble? Well, if that's the no, case. Maybe he, he, I thought he was, he enjoyed gambling in general. Yeah, well, that's true, a, but again. He's a professional gambler. If he like, for a living. All of a sudden you told me I had like limitless cash or I was going to die tomorrow. Uh-huh. I w- the last thing I would do is gamble because what am I going to do with my winnings? Yeah, you're going to be spending it. Yeah, I'm going to spend it's that the, money, not gamble it. Right. He's, he enjoys the, game. the rush of gambling, yeah. not. Not he was not interested in the winnings. Yeah, gambling is something that he did. He knew he was going to be dead soon, so he wanted to spend his last few days on Earth doing something he enjoyed. Yeah. Now it's interesting that um, this was a multi-day concert, I believe. Oh, was it? I didn't hear that this, previously. And this was this is like the the headline. This is the end of it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Ninety one Harvest Festival was what it was called. I don't know if it was two or three days. Three day country music festival in Las Vegas. So it was the end of the third day. Maybe he just fucking hated country music. <laughs> And he had to listen to it for three days. Well, he yeah. didn't. He was in a casino. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't hear anything. Well, if he's in his room, maybe. But, yeah. but uh, no, yeah, it was it was definitely, uh, you know, because it was outdoor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because it was so dense, like population wise. I think those had to have been the, the motivating factors. I don't know anything about this guy. I have no idea. Is I mean, it- maybe hating country music could have been part of it for all I know. <laughs> it's just, it seems so, you know... I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure most shootings are planned out to some extent, mm. but this seems like a lot of planning to be like. First, you have to find out about a con- this concert, which he obviously he wasn't interested in going, so he was looking around. He had to get the hotel room. He had to make sure it was on the right side of the building. Mm. You know, did he have to wait until his girlfriend was out of the country? Maybe it was just co- maybe she was going home to visit relatives, and he used that window of opportunity to to plan this out. The, and it just so happened this is the concert that was happening at the time. Right, but the thing that is very odd is if it was that far planned out, and he had, I mean, at that point you would think you would have to have a reason for doing this other than just killing random people. Yeah, you like wait, no, I wake up and be like, you know what I need to do? Hmm. Kill lots of people as many as possible. <sighs> Yeah. No note, no message on Facebook, no – I mean, well, who knows? Maybe there was a note. Maybe there was a note and they're not releasing it until the investigation's over. Maybe. But – Possible, yeah. I don't know if it's worth the the time and the speculation of trying to figure out what his motivation is. Another part of me really wants to know so we can prevent it from happening again. Right. Exactly. Somehow. (laughs) What are you, crazy? (laughs) (laughs) We had this discussion last night. Nothing's going to change. Probably not. No. Who's the on, uh, Who's the Democratic senator who is uh, really pushing? Oh, he was the senator <laughs> from the um, from Massachusetts. Yeah, but if if um, what was uh, I forget what the name of the town was where the kids were killed a couple of years New ago. Sandy Hook, Newtown, Newtown, oh. Sandy Hook, yeah, Sandy Hook. Yeah. If that didn't put people over the edge, though, yeah. why right. would this? Right. If if murdering small children isn't going to do it, right? A group of concert goers, right. That's that's not even going to make a dent. I mean, let's just stop trying to politicize this tragedy. This isn't the time to talk about this. <laughs> I had heard that the senator from Connecticut, though, who happens to be Republican, is making kind of a stand and being like, "This is it's insane. I can't take this anymore with my party and the, the mm. not talking about this shit." 
So the uh, the guy who I was talking about, uh, Blumenthal, is actually a senator from Connecticut, uh, oh. but he's the Democratic senator from Connecticut. Right. Uh, Chris Murphy. Uh, wait, aren't they both Democrats? Are they? I think oh, they're maybe both I was Democrats. wrong. Is that the one that switched parties? Oh, maybe. Mm. I don't. I don't know anything about Chris Murphy. He's his face is new to me. Uh, but Blumenthal was on. He's on the the committee that was reviewing the. Trump Russia stuff as well. Mm. But he has been really outspoken since the shooting and uh, really criticizing his Republican counterparts for not taking any action whatsoever. Tweeting it, going on CNN. Yeah. Yeah. Is he the one that was uh, opposed to a moment of silence for the Las Vegas people? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yes. I mm. think. Yeah. I don't know if that was Blumenthal or the other guy. Mm. Yeah. He was like, listen, this is not a time for silence. This is a time for action. I'm not respecting this moment of silence hmm. let's get to work on this and they were like no <laughs> how dare you and that was that yeah. <laughs> how dare you sir <laughs> our thoughts and prayers are with them because that helps <laughs> super <laughs> thoughts and prayers are worth shit <laughs> yeah I, yeah i don't i don't know how we it, it is such a polarized conversation at this point how do we get to a position of normalcy that we can all live with and, and, a, and a compromise uh, uh, don't let gun companies uh donate to politicians yeah that is a go. that is a huge thing i am i mean i am a gun owner i i like firearms i like going shooting but the the grip that the nra has on this country needs to be broken mm. the nra needs to be broken down significantly it's it's awful how how much money they throw all over the place Right. And it needs to be it needs to be clear to everybody that the only reason the NRA does this is so they can sell more firearms. This is not a a second amendment argument. Well, that's that's the excuse they use, but the whole purpose of this is to sell people more guns and more ammo. This is all about money. It's Right, from what I understand, at least what I've learned is that the NRA does not support the gun owners. They support the no. the manufacturers because I heard stories about like you know, say you buy a handgun and the thing like backfires or something and you get injured, right? The NRA is not the, helping you. The NRA will not help you. <laughs> Correct. No. That's absolutely they sh- true. They shut down. I, I don't, and I still don't, I don't quite understand what the angle is with this, but they fought against and shut down the research into weapons that um, only fire for the person. Um, they had um, fingerprint analysis, fingerprint kind of stuff in it, iPhone stuff in it. So they'll only fire for you and people that you designate. And they oh, yeah, fought I heard that story too with the biometrics. Nail. Yeah, biometrics. Thank you, but I don't. I don't know why they fought against it. Because it's How a does... form of gun control. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, but... you can't because then you can't sell that gun illegally to somebody. Illegally, sure. Yeah. But then the NRA isn't getting money off that. So I don't. Again, they are all money. for the gun manufacturers. I don't understand what their motivation was there. Um, mm. I, except for the gun manufacturers, just went. Yeah, those won't sell, so we're not going to make them. Yeah, so could you be? Mm. Could you oppose that, please? Yeah. <laughs> sure. You got it. <laughs> you got any checks for yeah. me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I did notice that um, there was supposed to be a bill brought to the Senate floor, or maybe the House of Representatives, whatever, about um, silencers, about um, relaxing the rules on silencers. That quietly right. is not going to be brought up for. Oh, vote. it's not no, going to be brought up now. No. Oh, not they're right going to sit on that one for a while. Yeah, they're going to delay it for a couple of weeks. What about the one where we're loosening on gun manufacturers selling across seas? That one oh. went through. Yeah, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. So we can now sell guns to foreign countries. So do you uh, – <laughs> this came up. I, I, Karen, I think, already heard the answer to this. But uh, Ian, Jared, do you have any idea how many guns are manufactured each year in the United States? 
Oh my goodness. The number has to be just phenomenally large uh, in my mind. Mm. I couldn't even venture, I guess. Manufactured in the United States? Correct. Um, oh, it's a trick question, Ian. It's <laughs> no, a trick question. The, no, it's not. Is it? No. No, no. It, it, there, there's a lot of good U.S. gun manufacturers. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of, uh, you know, ones abroad as well, but I would, boy, I don't know, because I feel like the lifespan of your average weapon is probably, you know, a good number of years, so you, and uh, mm, this is tough. I don't, I don't know what good manufacturing numbers are. I've got to say it's 78 million? Not that many. You're, you're actually, oh, okay. you're actually high. Mm. Yeah, okay. the number, when this is manufactured each year, and you're right, the thing that makes this number high is the fact that guns don't go bad in a couple years. Right. Right. Like they, they're made out of, of... They don't expire. Yeah. They can last for generations. Uh, yeah. ele- right. 11 million, roughly 11 million is the number every year. So many weapons. Yeah. yeah. And apparently nearly uh, a third of that number imported from manufacturers outside the United States. Sure, there are there are a lot of good foreign manufacturers too. Now, I guess, and a lot of that eleven million would be exported, but I don't have that mm. right. But again, a thing that makes that number less shocking is even though they don't expire, again, and this is anecdotal evidence, but who do I know that only owns one gun? No one. <laughs> Guns are the same as tattoos. You either have all of them, <laughs> or you have none of them. No one has one gun. I do happen That's, to know someone who has one gun, but he just purchased it, and it's possible he might be purchasing more. <laughs> right. I guess you have to start somewhere, right. yes. Yeah. <laughs> no one goes in and says, give me six to start, and I'll let you know. <laughs> they, t- they tend to look at you a little sideways when you ask for six at a time. Yeah. Ian's saying when you go and buy a gun for the first time and you only own that one gun, you're probably the only person in a 500-mile radius at any given time. <laughs> And the sure. moment you buy your second, there's a new guy coming in behind you who's going to take mm, your place. Yeah. yeah. How yeah, many guns I, are sold, though, out of that 11 million? I would imagine quite a few. Otherwise, yeah. why why would you keep making – you're not just you know stockpiling yeah, your, your say, gun stores. Probably, probably right around that number. I don't know. I just, I just don't understand why you can't have some – you know, I understand why you can't have like the level of gun control that I would support, hmm. but I also understand that you know you could have sensible gun laws without impeding the Second Amendment. Well, well don't I- you remember after Sandy Hook, ninety six percent of the country was for stricter gun laws, and they vo- and the Senate or the House voted on it and said, "Nah, we don't think so." Well, they got a a ton of funding from the NRA and from gun companies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. forgot what their job was representing the uh, citizens. Right, they've been purchased by the gun lobby. So to Absolutely. give you uh, to give you an idea, now these are record numbers because these are numbers from 2016. So most of 2016, people were expecting Hillary Clinton to be elected. So the number mm-hmm. of gun purchases that year skyrocketed because they thought that they wouldn't be able to after Clinton got in office. <laughs> uh, but the <laughs> number they of, were having Hillary sales, right? The, yeah. yeah, they there were some that were. There were 13.8 million background checks conducted in 2016. 10.4 million gun sales recorded from gun stores. Now, obviously, that doesn't record any personal sales or anything like that. And gun sales always spike after shootings. Mm-hmm. That is true. Nothing like a good mass murder to make a little buck. Well, and I think well, the, the logic is that for the buyer is that, oh, there was a shooting. There's going to be a push to limit guns. I better get stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if they followed any trends, they would know that. Guns have gotten 
or gun laws have gotten looser since yes. most mass shootings. Well, we were, yeah, we were talking about this before the show. That's because there's the whole mentality of, you know, the only thing to stop a bad man with a gun is a good man with a gun. Except yeah. when he's on the 32nd floor of a hotel and you can't, you know, and you don't know where he is. Then yeah. what do you do? It took them an hour and 20 minutes to get to his hotel room and get into the room. If he had continued shooting that entire hour and 20 minutes instead of stopping after nine minutes, oh my God. I mean, he he only shot for, which is still an absurd amount of time. He was only shooting for nine minutes on and off. Now, that being said, I mean, the people dispersed by that time, so he wouldn't have hit as many people, but sure. it's still, yeah, it would have increased, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, the idea, that argument, okay, I, I agree with that <laughs> argument in certain circumstances. If you're what? being, if, if the argument of, uh, you know, the only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. If somebody is home entry, sure. somebody is breaking into your house, that could apply there. If you're being robbed at a store and you don't have a gun, what's the first thing you do? You call the police. Why do you call the mm. police? Because the police have guns. Mm. And they're trained with them. So that that's, that's that argument is applicable in certain circumstances. This isn't one of those. <laughs> right. And that's the thing about all of the arguments about gun ownership is that you can have all of these individual circumstances where, yes, it would be advantageous to have a gun, except that there are circumstances 99.9999% of the time where it's not advantageous to have a gun. Well, first of all, we have loose gun laws in this country as of right now. So where the fuck are all these good guys stopping the bad guys? Exactly. I mean, can it's, you imagine if a, whole, if a whole bunch of people had pulled out guns down on that floor of 20,000 people, they didn't know where the shots were coming from. They would have shot each other. It would have been way worse. But because they had screening and they didn't allow guns in, that didn't happen. And I remember a couple years ago <laughs> reading a story about a woman at a Walmart parking lot who was witnessing a carjacking and decided to be a good girl yeah. and pulled and the, the gun out to shoot the carjacker <laughs> and shot the guy who was getting carjacked in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> so, so untrained populace with weapons, never good. It, that's true. <laughs> I, I agree with it. Here's, here's a question that I will put forth because I could be mistaken, but this is something that I tend to have a little bit of a beef with because this is always seems to come back to a, a Second Amendment issue. Hmm. Do we always get to disregard the first half of that amendment and just quote that the rights to bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm. Like as a responsible, educated, appropriate gun owner, Ray, how often do you meet with the Pennsylvania center County militia to train? (laughs) Never. Who regulates that militia? Mm. No one. Does it exist? (laughs) Uh, No. Because it's fiction, and we just disregard that part. Correct. We right. say Second Amendment rights, except for that half, just shush. Well, and and the whole purpose of that made sense at the time it was written, because right. the, the, the people that you would be – all right, so let's say that the United States government turned tyrannical, and the only way to stop them was uh, – back in the olden times – and the only way to stop them was a well-formed militia that was armed. You would be You would be armed with the same things that your federal government was armed with. Because all they had were, you know, muskets and, and long guns. That's that's it. That's all anybody had. Right. We're and the crazy thing is now, now is if the government did go tyrannical, the fucking gun owners would be on the side of the government. <laughs> and right, that too. Or like what Karen is saying is I actually feel like we've reached a point at this where that doesn't matter. It doesn't if matter. If the government no. turns tyrannical – Hillbillies with a couple shotguns? <laughs> yeah. Not going to save us. Yeah. No. yeah, I did bring that up to a friend of mine. He was like, you know, and I was like, what are you going to fucking do with your AR-15 when they roll up with a tank on your house? 
or a jet. Forget, forget, forget the tank and the jet. How about the Hellfire missile fired from an unmanned drone? There you go. I mean, we, there is nothing you can buy that can that can do anything about a tyrannical government at this point. So really, you need to ensure that the government is democratic. And does not take these liberties, which they're currently fucking doing. So <laughs> right. you're going about this all wrong. You're buying the wrong side of the argument. There is nothing that your AR-15 can do. Now, I, love- I mean, I really hope that Ray is not the anomaly amongst gun owners. But amongst all the gun owners I've met, you are the anomaly, mm. right? <laughs> I have, because every other gun owner I meet tells me stories about pulling their guns out and putting it to people's heads. Oh, my God. And how they l- sit in their kitchens in the dark and want people to break into their house. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> those people need, Who do you know? Those people need serious I help. live in the border town. <laughs> I live in Trump country. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Sit, sitting in a dark room with a gun just hoping somebody breaks in. Man, I don't want to be your relatives. Yeah. No, that's just, yeah, and that's just a generally sad existence. But no, so now what is Trump's, I guess, uh, you know, what would his, re- what, what, what should or will his response to Vegas be? I mean, because again, uh, you know, I don't want to make light of the situation too much, but he just lost 59 votes. Yeah. He should be pissed. Well, no, his reaction will be, isn't it wonderful how um, the uh, first responders responded to this tragedy? Is it, We should praise um, those people that work for me and are actively a part of my organization that helped all of you. That'll be what it's about because it's all about him. It's all about how oh, okay. they did such a wonderful job and how the federal government is just supporting them and the state is behind them and they're all good Republicans. And isn't this a wonderful way that they reacted to this horrible tragedy? That's all, all right. it'll be about. Oh, I saw a blurb sure. on this today. It says Trump on gun control. We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Period. Later. Yeah. <laughs> Which means never. Nothing. Right. He doesn't care because he, that's his base. He's not going to go against his base. They're the only people that praise him at his at his rallies. Um. Did you guys see – I didn't see any uh, audio to go or video of this uh, incident. I didn't well, know I did. you guys had. Yeah. Yeah. On um, YouTube. At, at – what po- I, I don't want to. I just don't want to see it. Sure. Um, it's not an interest of mine. It. Uh, I just well, wanted well, to know honestly, at what Ian, point they became aware of what's going on. Did did the performer alert everybody? No, he ran. Did he? He ran. Okay. The, he, but he was the uh, everybody kind of gained awareness at the same time. Kind of. Uh, was... The people in the back of the audience seemed to freak out first because mm-hmm. they saw mm-hmm. people, you know, blood everywhere. Um, right. So there were people freaking out and running. And then about that, I mean, he's playing guitar. He looks up, notices some of the audience is running. The camera pans away from him, goes to the audience, co- goes back to the stage, and sees his back running off stage. Right. <laughs> Which Music stops, him. turns around, books. Yeah. Sure. Sure, I don't know what you know what 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 he could have done to better help his fans. And right. uh, yeah, if I'm Jason Aldean, I'm a ghost. Right, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna disappear through my trap door. And I mean, gone. The, have you guys seen videos like gruesome videos? Because the, the video, all the videos yeah. I saw, nothing. You don't see anything. You just hear shit. No, you just hear it. Yeah. All right. And there's one sustained long automatic gunfire, and oh, everybody's yeah. at first seems like confused, or looking around. Is it? And then you can hear people talking about is it fireworks? And people are saying that's fireworks. Don't worry about it. And then people go, no, that guy's bloody, and they start running. And there's a, a, some people were trampled during it because panic ensued naturally. Sure. But then there's a pause, and people are like confused. There's no music. They don't know what's going on. And then it starts up again, and people book. At that point. Yeah, okay. and you could definitely, while he was playing, you could definitely hear pop, 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 and, like, nobody yeah. was reacting. And then 
Yeah, then the camera swings and he stops and then he's off the stage. Yeah. yeah. Then starts up again. And then I saw I saw another video where idiots were standing up. Everybody was ducking and like one guy had his beer in his hand. He's looking around. (laughs) I saw a picture of one guy. He's pointing a middle finger at the Mandalay Bay. I'm like, oh, that's helpful. (laughs) Surprisingly, nobody fired back though, right? I didn't hear anything about that. Well, you know they went through security because there's twenty thousand people jammed in this area, so there's nobody there with a gun. So they should have had all their guns. Seems like wisely most everybody <laughs> fled. Yes. Oh I can't God. imagine. It's not like I imagine that people are, you know, not just there. I imagine at some point, you know, most of the people on that end of the strip are fleeing back to their hotel rooms. Yeah. Like that that walkway that connects Mandalay Bay and uh MGM and uh Excalibur. Yeah. That's empty. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But can you imagine well, – you, you say, can you imagine somebody firing back at the Mandalay Bay? There were people that fired at the hurricane. Yeah. So, I know. So they had yes. to put a, fu- a warning out to stop doing that. Yeah. So, yes. I can you imagine people shooting Remember when that was a joke in Independence Day? Yeah. About L.A. people firing at the spaceship? <laughs> but if, though, if people had had guns in that crowd, though, they would have ended up just shooting each other. Because they didn't know where the fire, the shooting was coming from. You see somebody with a gun, and you've got a gun. Or killing tons of innocent people in Mandalay Bay. <laughs> or killing tons of people in Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The whole thing is uh, – the last couple of days, I've just been sad because – I'm numb to it. I talked about this last night. I'm fucking numb to this. Yeah. Because nothing is going to substantially change because of this. It's going to happen again. And do I need to change the way I live my life because this is the reality of this country? Probably not, because the odds of it happening to me or you or any of us are very, very slim. But it's still an ex- – it's a possible thing that can happen now, and that's horrible. This is yep. true, but and- uh, even the – what they're calling the common sense laws, which I agree with a lot of the quote-unquote common sense laws for gun control, mm. they, they're not going to address the situation. This guy was was – not known by any law enforcement. He had he had no issues. Well, the availability of um, turning his weapon into a um, automatic equivalent weapon. Yeah, that availability, that needs to be cracked down on. There are laws against that. That's the thing. Yeah. There are laws against that, and the ATF just, they don't go, I mean, the ATF isn't big enough. They're not big enough to enforce sure. it. I'm sure they've been defunded now, so, yeah. You have the little, the guy who does the, the fake GAC cannon it's called it's just a it's just a thing you twirl that automatically pulls the trigger <laughs> it creates gunfire up to like 600 rounds a minute there he's got this on ebay you shouldn't yeah. be able to sell that sort of thing on ebay no and suppose yeah supposedly he had the the bump thing whatever it's called to make make the gun act like an automatic that's what they they said on uh the news just recently right. that he had 12 of them so so 12 of his 23 weapons were functionally automatic weapons Guys, just just out on Infowars, MSNBC mm. is covering up Vegas shooters' Islamic ties. Oh, come oh, on. No way was it a white dude. He just could have been a regular old white dude. An angry old white man. Yeah. I did I did hear that from a couple news outlets that ISIS was claiming responsibility. Oh, yeah. Yes, they did. Oh, I heard did, that yes. there was there was nothing that, you know, linked him to ISIS at this moment. Right. So that's what I was curious. I didn't know if they were just doing that so that they could try to maintain like relevance on the international scene or <laughs> if he really was re- recently radicalized seems unlikely i mean th- th- i agree yeah we have heard nothing about any message from him saying al-akbar or anything so it seems unlikely they take credit for everything <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do yeah so if it uh if, it won't but if it makes you feel better <laughs> 
Mm. Uh, televangelist Pat Robertson has the answer as to uh, why this happened. I don't want to. I can't know. believe he's still around. That bums me out. Just, just knowing yeah. that. But go on. He says it's due to people's disrespect of Donald Trump and the national anthem. <laughs> oh my god! Violence in the streets. It's happening because we have disrespect for authority. There's profound disrespect for our president all across this nation. People say terrible things about him, and in the news and other places, disrespect for our national an- anthem. Disrespect for our veterans. Yeah, that's why this is happening. And somewhere in Alabama, in a quiet room with a lot of animal hands, Roy Moore was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The only only good I take out, and it's not really good, the only part of, you know, you see man's humanity to man and the way that people protected each other on that field and how they helped each other and, you know, Borrowed each other's trucks and, and got to the hospitals and worked together as a team. It's the only good I saw out of it. Yeah, there was a story, and I didn't know how it happened, but there was a story about a guy who had saved 30 people. Mm. He got them out of the area. He got 30 wounded people out of the area. He was not a first responder. I don't know what this guy was. He just, he was an mm. ordinary guy. And I'm like, how did he save 30 people? Apparently, he went back and forth and back and forth until he got shot himself. And why was he doing this and not the first responders? Because there was active gunfire. You can't send medical help into active gunfire. You're just going to sure. get them shot, and then it makes the situation work. It doesn't work. help anything. So yeah. he was actually just a citizen, and he helped all these people, and then took a, took a single shot in the shoulder, and they had a, a picture of him uh, in the hospital. So, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a perfect example of people helping each other. Yeah. yeah he was the, he was shuttling them back and forth to the hospital or? He was getting them oh, out of the field, the, mm. the oh, field okay. to the first right. responders. Mm. But people were loading up uh, people in their trucks and, and taking them to the hospital and everybody was pitching. They showed pictures of people carrying people on like p- uh, pieces of fence as stretchers. I mean, everybody was helping. So, yeah. It's good to know that, um, you know, there are good people in the world still. That's nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because the op- you know, the, the, the last tail end of the, the little caveat Ray had to the story, that's how I know that things are just, you know, everything else helps. But that's like another sign that things are super shitty. I remember back yeah. in, what was it, like 88 when Pat Robertson ran for president? <laughs> and then I didn't hear a thing about him for like 20 20- 25 years. I was like, shit, outside of the 700 Club, I never have to deal with this guy. <laughs> and now, in like the last like four months, it's, well, Pat Robertson says this, and Pat Robertson has, oh, shut up. Fuck, why are you relevant again? <laughs> oh, Ian, he's been saying shit for years. <laughs> ah. It's just he's getting in the media nowadays again, so... <laughs> So since we were talking about gun control, one thing that came up before we started recording was a uh, number of people who were killed by uh, gun deaths versus baseball bat deaths. <laughs> this actually came up in a conversation today that more people were killed by baseball bats than firearms. It was just it was a go ahead. It was a weekly offered statistic that was quickly backed down from. This is true. But just to be clear, percentage according to uh, homicide data on the F. From the FBI, the most recent data, firearms percentage, 67.8%. Blunt objects, including clubs, hammers, baseball bats, 3.9%. It is nowhere close. Right. I, I can't think of anything. Like You know than- why? You know why that is? Because there's a lot of good guys out there with baseball bats. <laughs> Yeah, I just – I don't even know how you – I mean, you guys told me 
some top secret details, so I know how you could propose that. But I don't know how you could propose. Like, there's nothing. Like, except, you know, unless you have some data on maybe heart disease or cancer, I can't imagine anything outpacing firearms. Correct. Like, it's just absurd to suggest that. Well, it's what they're designed for. (laughs) It's all they're designed for. That's absolutely true. I do have issues with some statistics. Statistics, um... Okay, we have uh, this was posted by a listener of the show, Kurt. He's he posted a it's on Vox.com. It has, you know, America has 4.4 percent of the population, but has nearly half of the civilian owned guns around the world. Hmm. That, you know, that's a, a good statistic. Yeah. The, the number of mass shootings uh, per day, it has a lot of different statistics. But when you go down and you keep scrolling down, there are things like number of deaths from firearms. I'm sorry, but. Uh, those numbers are skewed because they include suicides. Right. And if you're going to commit suicide and you're serious about ending your life, the gun is the most efficient way to do it. So, of course, those deaths are by firearms. I don't think that, that those numbers should skew your, your data or, or your argument for gun control. And I think that a lot of people throw out these numbers and the people who are on the other side of the argument just outright dismiss them because they know that there can be arguments in there. If you're going to cite data, you need to cite the violent crime deaths. Sure. Well, it's the same argument about I have about picking out things that Trump says every once in a while. You can't cherry pick the things that outrage you the, outrage, outrage you the most without including the context. If you're skewing the data... To make your point, you're not telling the whole story and you're not being honest and truthful. He's bad enough without embellishment. (laughs) You don't need to embellish the facts. And this, it's the same thing with this. Don't embellish the facts. Just go with the actual facts and keep them pure. Use the scientific method. That's exactly where I was coming from. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, Personally, I think that Ian's point about the well-controlled militia or Mm. well-regulated, why do we, why do the Second Amendment activists completely leave out those two words well regulated because it doesn't it's it, because they're cherry pick, cherry picking the argument again it's not including all of the information and that, to me it's the same as cherry picking your data yeah if you're going to say that we need the second amendment we need to follow the entire second amendment right. it should be right. well regulated i shouldn't be able to go to a parking lot and hand a guy a couple hundred dollars and get an assault rifle and i think actually that is the original intent and purpose of the the state guard units what are they? What are they called? The Pennsylvania State Guard and all those people. You, you get called up to the guard. National Guard. Right. National Guard. Thank you. The National Guard are state-run organizations. I think that is their initial perp. That was their intended purpose to be the state-based answer to the federal government's mistakes and missteps. I think sure. That is right. where that power should lie. If you want to be part of the militia, join the State Guard, the National Guard. Volunteer. Right. And I only, understand. Right. Only to continue what Ray was saying. And something that we've explored heavily in this show, just like don't cherry pick your data, mm. don't cherry pick your amendments, the same way you don't get to cherry pick your dogma. Mm. You don't get to tell me your favorite parts of the book and ignore the rest. Yeah. That's not how being committed to something works. It's you don't get to tell me that Target is a monster, but Red Lobster's <laughs> cool. Right. Well, well, the, unfortunately- why, why do you skip the shellfish law? Yeah. <sighs> but Man, that- I mean, scallops are delicious. I get it, but... <laughs> It's all or nothing, people. Well, that's why you, that's how you end up with religious fundamentalists, though. I mean, I, I think if you purely follow those often evil books, that's problematic as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we need to leave. <laughs> but you should abandon the them altogether. There you go. <laughs> all right. Does anybody have anything else to bring up? I'm spent. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. I'm out. Uh, so I'm going to, on a very, on a light note, I want to just bring this up real quick. Uh, did you hear about Melania's book, <laughs> book fiasco? She, uh, she's trying to promote education among kids. So she, she her group, uh, she selected uh, the top schools, one from each state, and she sent books to each of those schools that have the uh, highest education standards, uh, one for each state. You know what books she sent? Dr. Yeah. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. So nice. the the letter that the the one um, principal sent back was wonderful. It, it was it was so good. Did you see well, this? Why are people having a problem with this? I don't understand. Well, let, because... let me tell you. Let me tell you what I I see wrong with this right off the bat. Mm. One. If the schools are already meeting the highest education standards, they exactly. don't need a book donation. Bing, bing, bing. And they certainly don't need Dr. Seuss books. No. If, their kids, <laughs> if their kids are reading at a high standard, Dr. Seuss books are beginning reading books. Yeah. Like, why would you send those books to the... Also, the letter uh, sent back by the librarian said, those books also contain uh, notes of racism. Mm. They were written a long time ago, and we don't like to propagate that sort of teaching. Dr. Well. Seuss is racist? There, I did not know that. Are, I'm skeptical about this claim. There are tinges of racism in it. Well, there's... Um... Oh, that sounds pretty tingy. I need an example. <laughs> it's very tingy. Yeah. It's not It's not direct in any way. No. I don't have an example right offhand. All right. Um, Look up the librarian's gonna, letter to, to Melania. Yeah, I will look up the library. Do, does she contain the tingy examples? Yes, she does. All right, because I'm I'm in a stage in my life where I'm reading a lot of Doctor Seuss at nighttime, <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm really I'm gonna have to take I'll, I'll get more information before I take a firm stand against this. <laughs> a reasonable but, uh, stance. I'll, I'll tell you something that is shockingly uh, inappropriate, not in a racist way, but uh, as far as uh, you know, we don't like bullying anymore mm. in this country. Right. Oh, classic peanuts. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lucy's my the worst. Goodness. <laughs> she sang like a 20 minute song about him being a failure face and what a loser he was and how he should just give up. I was like, oh. turn this off. <laughs> yeah, Lucy's so, a horrible person. <laughs> it's really fairly is. obvious that Melania had nothing to do with this other than please put my name on something and do something and just, <laughs> sure. you know. Probably. And, like, and then, then some aide was like, Let's give them Dr. Seuss books for fucking kids? <laughs> yeah. Like, for little... It's a very odd... Everything about this is really weird. And it's and, yeah. it's, it's, and it's two, you know, highly successful right. school districts. So, therefore, they've got money already. Right. If you have money, it makes it very easy to be successful. These were not poor schools that are doing, you know, pulling, up, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps and doing well. These are rich districts. Were they, ele- they had to have been elementary schools, though, right? This wasn't like yeah. high schools that they yeah, were selling. Elementary. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I, but Dr. Seuss books are, you know, beginners. They're not elementary level reading. I mean... Not right. really. No. And Ian's not. right. You probably do want to be sending books to the lower end schools. Yeah. But For sure. I, I guess it's just like it's sometimes. They're not winners. They're not winners, though, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, honestly, uh, sometimes I feel a twinge of, of empathy for Melania because mm. I don't want to be overly sexist. But sometimes I just want to be like, don't you recognize that you are a mail order trophy wife? Just shut up. <laughs> stop putting yourself out there and people will stop shitting on you. That's, <laughs> you see, that's don't- the thing, though, Ian. Melania didn't sign up for this fucking shit. This is not no. what she <laughs> want to be. The goddamn first lady and have a cause. She wanted she just, to marry a rich old man and live a lavish lifestyle and not have to do this shit. She yeah. tried to stay out of it. She tried yeah. to stay in New York. She tried to say, no, please don't make me go. That's true. That's true. That's why I do have some empathy. And Jared's right. She just 
She was. She saw an opportunity at a beauty contest or something and said, what? <laughs> I have to suck an old man's dick for 10 years and I'll be rich for the rest of my life? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama was made for this, this kind of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Melania <laughs> does not want to do... Just And seriously, and the thing is, though, because she's not good at it either, because, mm. God forbid, she looks like she has zero fucking emotions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she makes mistakes constantly. I mean, you know, wearing the, the high-heeled pumps in, in when they visited Florida, it's like everything was wrong. <laughs> but again, why give Melania a shit about that? Like, I don't expect Melania to, like... <laughs> Right. Don't tout her as, as, you know, being against bully. Let her be the hostess of the White House. She would be right. fine at that. Just let her do that. She don't even want that. You don't understand. <laughs> like, can you imagine when they sat down with Melania and they were like, look, you're the fucking first lady now. You have to have a cause. And I can just imagine the blank look on her fucking face in that room like, what? What do I have to do? Oh. It, they should have realized and just said, okay, no, just – be the trophy wife and the hostess in the White House will leave you alone. Here's a secretary. Sit in the corner and be quiet and just not done it. And everybody in the country would have gone, that's probably for the best. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been fine. <laughs> I have no problem with Melania never no. showing up again. No. Fine. <laughs> it does. For, I mean, listen, I never understood why the first lady had to do all that shit anyway. But, well, you know, if they want to do nice the, things, that's good. Some of some some women actually have, you know, want to do things in their life instead of just being hostesses. But <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying but it seems like it's required. You it, it, have it, to, it, you know, right. I think um, uh, Johnson, Linda Baines Johnson's wife started it. The wildflowers thing. But yeah, they always have to have a cause. You can go back to not having a cause. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to fault you, Melania. No, Just do whatever fine. you want. We know what you signed up for, and it wasn't yeah. this. <laughs> if you had a background like Michelle Obama and you chose to not do anything, then people might give you shit because sure. yeah. you've got a you've got a huge background to yeah. But uh, but but she even she had she had two you know what were they preteen when they went into the White House? She could right. have just said no. I got kids to protect for the next eight years mm. leave us alone it would have been right, i just wanted to uh, to end on a more positive note anybody mm. have anything else they want to talk about? no no okay all right that's gonna be it for this week if you uh, want to contact us have a uh, comment or anything want to leave a message you can reach us at uh, facebook.com slash profane arg or on twitter at profane arg uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast please uh, support it you can share the podcast on social media leave reviews on itunes soundcloud or google play finally i'd like to encourage people to check out other podcasts on the soon to be named network soon to be named network.com you can find everything all the podcasts there I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Oh, and uh, one more message. There is no show next week, so we will see you in two oh, weeks. Oh, hey, I forgot about that. Yeah. We, we are off for a week. That's fine. See ya. 